And I love all people, rich or poor. But in those particular positions, I just don't want a poor person. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? If you insist, I'll do it. But I like it better this way, right? Pablo Morali Martinez. I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Woo! Woohoo! Yeah! Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Um, in this week of horror, <laughs> we have plenty to cover, so let's jump right in. Let's jump right in. Okay. So, uh, the GOP, under the cover of night, um, are behind closed doors uh, trying to write Trump care or uh, the American Healthcare Act, the AHCA. Um, and Democrats, uh, to their credit, are taking them to task or standing up. Um, it was one or two nights ago where they basically stayed uh, on the congressional floor and just uh, took up as much time as they possibly could and just spoke uh, against this atrocious bill that uh, the GOP are trying to ram down people's throats. Um, the one thing that really bothers me, and Pablo will definitely chime in here, um, is that a lot of people, well, no, not a lot of people, mostly people on the extreme right, are trying to make some sort of parallel between uh, the writing of this bill and when Obamacare was being set up. And the main difference is... <laughs> is that Republicans got to see and debate and add amendments to Obamacare before it was even passed. Whereas uh, the GOP is sitting behind closed doors and not saying anything to their fellow uh, colleagues in Congress, as well as the American people. It, it, this is something that's going to affect every American, at the very least, 23 Americans by most uh, estimates, 23 million Americans by most estimates, and they're keeping it a secret, and it's it's just not right. You wouldn't trust, you wouldn't trust anybody else doing this, any other profession doing this. Why would you trust people that you put in office? But how do you feel about this? Well, what I think is that um, the the Republicans basically like when Obamacare was being passed, right? Mm -hmm. They were starting to make up shit. And one of the big things, um, that was being touted around, around the heyday of Obamacare and how it, uh, and, and it's difficult trials to get like situated was, um, the death panels. Yeah. Uh, death panels, death panels, death panels. Mm -hmm. The Republicans couldn't get enough for the fucking death panels. They were starting a band called the the, the Grand GOP and the Death Panels, yeah. <laughs> um, which is redundant because the GOP stands for Grand Old Party, so it would be Grand 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 Old Party and the Death Panels. I don't know, okay. whatever. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, uh, aren't they doing a track for the Crow Eight? Yeah, the one starring Pauly Shore. Yeah. <laughs> As the crow. Hey, oh. buddy. God. Oh. That's... Uh... I'm the crow. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Pauly Shore is the crow. Oh. Still just as greasy. Uh, oh. Just 
Polly Shore. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we, we went a little too dark just <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah. Let's go back to something lighter like this uh, Trump care. Yeah. <laughs> so they were talking about the death panels, and you know, with uh, with the way the Republicans are operating, they're basically going to, so to speak, pull the plug on 20 million Americans, mm-hmm. uh, in order to ensure tax tax cuts. For I'm assuming the very wealthy, but I mean like that's just a hunch. <laughs> that's just a hunch. With uh, you know, with the Republicans, uh, you know, usually championing the little guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the fact that twenty yeah. their dicks. <laughs> Jeez, sorry. <laughs> but like, um, so twenty million people will will pretty much be left for dead Mm -hmm. which i don't know to me sounds like a death panel absolutely so and that's that's the hypocrisy of this whole thing is the the fact that like uh they were they were crying the republicans were crying wolf for so long they're just like oh no obamacare is coming obamacare is cutting coming socialized medicine it's the end of America as we know it. America's still here. Mm-hmm. Um, 20 million people are insured. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, striving to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And now the Republicans are just like, nope. And uh, it, just feel, it just feels like... Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure where uh, the voters keep drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, why do they, why do, why is there still so many, um, so much red in our country? And I started thinking about the whole idea of red versus blue. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that, um, this two party system, I think it's done. I think we can call it, we can call it, it's a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's me being extreme. I think that we should, that it's creating too much animosity. We hate them. They hate us. They don't want to talk to us. They're, they're very comfortable calling us, uh, liberal intellectuals and snowflakes and cucks or whatever. And that's fine. But like, uh, I think that in order to, to sort of like, uh, put water on that flame mm-hmm. that kind of like creates this animosity between the Republicans versus the Democrats, the liberals versus the, the, uh, you know, conservatives. I think there should be, we should follow suit with, uh, other European models with an eight party system, a nine party system, just more parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, uh, it's just i just think that it's it's just weird that uh the republicans still have so much support despite the fact they're that they're about to push 20 million people off of a cliff well i think one thing that's that's a great one thing that's a great contributor to that um to that nightmare of these horrible horrible people just continuing to receive uh support is um 
the the concept of whiteness in this country. Um, I know I keep going back to this in in several of our podcasts, but this is this, this is a mechanism that is unique to this country. It's spread definitely around the world, but it's very unique to this uh, country because it places it places whiteness as the norm of this country and ignores everything that whiteness is responsible for in terms of uh, the atrocities on this um, in this country um, the uh, the desecration and basically near genocide of the indigenous people or wh- who we know as uh, Native Americans, the enslavement of Africans, uh, the exploitation of Asians and the Irish who also came over here, or essentially anybody who wasn't rich. And at a certain point, uh, all these groups started to realize, hey, we're we're getting the uh, the short end of the stick here and uh, there aren't as many of them as there are of us meaning those of us who are oppressed in one in one form or another and the elite of that time uh, started to see this and concocted this concept of whiteness which for some people when when you're in pain or when you're downtrodden for so long and somebody offers you a sliver of power it becomes very, very tempting. And this is not anything that I'm putting on white people or people who are racialized as white in this country as some sort of inherent trait, something in your DNA, because everybody is susceptible to something like that. Um, If you're oppressed, if you're suffering for a long time and somebody gives you an out or an out that looks like it has benefits with it, yeah, it's going to be tempting. And yeah, some people are going to go for it. But what a lot of people fail to realize is that it comes at the benefit of other people's oppression. So you become part of that machine that was that had its heel in your neck. And that tradition has stayed with us to this day. Um, A lot of people who are racialized as white in this country see themselves as the victims. They see themselves as being pushed out or um, being marginalized when in fact that's not the case. Uh, They've been dominated for a long time and the focus has been on them uh, from the very beginning. Uh, When we look at the history of this country and everybody going rah, rah, rah in terms of how great it is, um, you always see white faces with that with a few few sprinkles of uh, color in the background just for, you know, uh, seasoning, I guess. And... (laughs) And when you and when you're used to that, you don't like to paraphrase to paraphrase James Baldwin. If your history um, complements you, if your history builds up your ego, um, as American history does for white people, then you have no responsibility to grow up. You have no responsibility to take a good, hard, long look at yourself and the situation and realize that it's really it's really not about you and you have to, and when you take that hard look you have to do the work to get better somehow people in this country who are racialized as white have gotten it into their heads that this country is the greatest thing struck off of the forehead of God almighty 
But it's up to us to turn that fertilizer into something productive. You know, it's like it could be shit, but you can grow stuff in shit. You know, you can make good stuff in shit. Um, and you've I, been playing with your shitterness, though. I have not been playing with my shit. I grew out of that phase last year. Um, so, <laughs> Gross. So um, you're no longer invited to my house. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Robots versus Taxes has gone into scat humor. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> hey It's a new chapter in comedy. Um, but um, but uh, to, finish off, uh, to finish off the thought, uh, in order for this country to truly progress, to truly move forward, um, this ro- romanticizing of American history... And this rah rah rying of us being number one, which we haven't been in a very long time, if ever, uh, is going to have to take a different road. And it's going to be tough, especially, let's say, <laughs> snowball's chance in hell. Uh, you're an extreme right winger listening to this podcast. You know, when I talk about this country progressing, I'm including you. I'm not saying that, you know, people who have your thinking should be. Uh, sent off to some sort of island. No, 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 not at all. That's not that's not what's going to solve it. But um, this kind of work is going to be is going to be difficult, and you're going to be faced with some uncomfortable things. But I promise you that at the end, what you'll have is true equality and a real chance, a real chance at a good life, as opposed to this promise that you've been given that's never actually come to fruition you you've been handed a few tidbits you've been handed a few you know a few bucks on the side but this american dream that you've been promised especially one that only looks like you you've been bamboozled you know it's never going to come you know it's it's i i won't get into like the crazy theory about it but like seriously i promise you like if we if we progress together if you choose to come along for the ride, as difficult as it will be at the end, you're not going to regret it. Right. Every day that passes is another day in this upside down, you know, weird world mm-hmm. that we live in. Where, um, you know, he, um, I, I saw a news clip of our our president down in, in Florida talking to Cubans after reversing the whole, um, reversing some, actually enforcing some tough restrictions that were taken away during the Obama administration Mm -hmm. with Cuba. Yeah. Um, like him talking to them, talking to the crowds as if they were children. Yeah. With his horrible attempts at, he, I, I can't he even... wasn't trying Spanish. It no, was like a weird mix of Nordic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like he was going, yeah, yeah. Like, we're not fucking Nordic. It's like Trump Spanish or whatever. It's like whatever. Trumpish. Trumpish. Ugh. It, yeah, he, um, he, he really is an embarrassment uh, in the way he addresses people. And yeah, I, we're going to look back on his speeches and... <laughs> And just say, man, we had a good with Bush. I really believe so. I mean, I'm I'm looking, I'm looking at Trump, and I'm just like, man. Only in terms of speaking. I mean, policy wise, George W. Bush was still a piece of shit. Oh, 
Without a doubt, without a doubt. But uh, who who would have guessed that there are things worse than pieces of shit? <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is that um, the way he gets away with being a piece of shit and doing the stupid things that he does, like uh, contradicting his own lawyer in terms of saying that he's being investigated <laughs> uh, because of the Russia thing. Because for firing, uh, was it Comey or Flynn or whatever? Mm-hmm. whatever. It's now that the, that's its own fog of news. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he contradicted his own lawyer in a tweet, <laughs> and then his lawyer had to scramble and try to save face. Uh, I mean, somebody needs to take away that motherfucker's phone, or you know, just let him keep it and just watch him implode. Cause he keeps, uh, he keeps doing, he keeps, you know, pumping out tweet after tweet, make himself look stupid, but then going on live TV and saying, eh, that's the way he's like, I'm not trying to, um, you know, compare the two, Mm -hmm. but I find a similar trait in Kanye West, right? We all, like, for the most part, a lot of people love Kanye for the fact that, like, he acts like a complete dick, like he's a complete jerk, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes comes off like an out-of-touch asshole, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, hasn't, he's been, he's had his head up his ass for decades, mm-hmm. um, but he pulls it off with, he pulls it off with this kind of self-awareness that comes off as charming. You think so? Well, I think many, that's why many people are willing to forgive Kanye for a lot of things. <laughs> and I think that, um, oh man, I know I'm going to get hate for this. Trump is the white Kanye, right? Because he pulls off all this stupid shit. I'm not saying he is Kanye. I'm not trying to make any like solid comparisons. I'm just analyzing the way that Trump is able to get away with saying so much stupid shit. And still having so much support out there is the fact that he does all this stupid shit. He says all this stupid shit, and then he kind of turn. It's almost as if he turns to the camera and does that stupid Trump like, uh, "Look at me, I'm the best." Smile that comes off uh. as disgusting to us, but to uh, many people, it comes off as super charming. So they're willing to let him get away with murder. They're willing to get let him get get away with saying, uh, you know, he's pussy grabber or whatever, and just let him have the presidency because, you know, uh, he's he's TV charming. It tells you how many uh, disgusting people are in our country who would who would not say anything about that. I mean, say say what you want about any uh, liberal or. Um, Democrat uh, politician, uh, when they say something abhorrent or do something abhorrent, somebody on the uh, Democratic side calls them out. Uh, you just don't see that on the uh, Republican side. Or if you do, it's such a fringe minority, a fringe minority of uh, people with some semblance of uh, morals that it just gets drowned out by the by the haze of uh you know, Trump, Trump, Trump. Right. But um, 
But yeah, I can see your comparison of uh, Trump to Kanye West in that respect. I I don't believe that uh, Trump can rhyme. He's no he's shown no such skill <laughs> in any of his uh, tweets. Um, so that I have to give that one to Kanye because at least Kanye has put out uh, several albums and some catchy songs. So yeah, yeah I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to see that sort of I'd love to see that battle. Yeah, you know, you know, on a on a mic with a being. Um, <laughs> Being refereed by, um, I don't know, Kathy Griffin, but it, it would, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. But, uh, but speaking of Kanye, like he's completely disappeared off of, off of the uh, political speak spectrum when he, when he realized. <laughs> When he, he realized he supported Trump and then he, he uh, wo- that blew up in his face. He woke up one day and the drugs wore off or whatever. Whatever Kim's got him on. Whatever Kim's got him on. <laughs> and uh, he looked through his Twitter feed. He was just like, what the f-? You know, and he just started deleting. He's just No. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> just started deleting. He's just like, I, I can't believe I did this shit. You know, I'm still the greatest. You know. Cracked open a thing of like Cavassier. Yeah. And just <laughs> poured it in his cereal. <laughs> the voice of a generation. I love fish sticks. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, man. Speaking of, I, and I'm just going to touch on this real quick, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, Kim Kardashian, I hate, I hate, I just hate saying her name. Um, Kim Kardashian. Um, if you say her name three times in a mirror, I hear you wake up mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian got in trouble for. Um, did you see the the whole thing with the like she added some blackface yeah. to her? Yeah. Well, look, <sighs> she uh, she's part of that bandwagon, that whole phenomenon, and I I pro- they, they really think they could just get away with it. They have enough money to just be like, oops. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, listeners, we promise you. The whitewashing episode is coming. Yes. Um, where we go in. It's like winter. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. And we will go in. But uh, touching on this, yeah, she is completely, like, culturally tone deaf. She thinks because, you know, she she's fucked some black guys and, um, you know, she's down or whatever, if you can say that, <laughs> if you can say that she her, is. Her and her fucking sister, Kylie. Uh, is it her sister? I don't know. I don't care. One of them, you know? Yeah. Um, One of those brethren. They think they can just, like, put put on the uh, the skin of another culture, and it's going to be fine, you know? And they, they really don't pay attention to the issues because, really, they don't have to. What consequence, <laughs> what consequence is Kim Kardashian going to suffer? Like, does she even... Does her name even stand behind any products anymore? Um, I don't know. If, I, I honestly, like, my finger is so far from the mm-hmm. butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's from the pulse that, it, that uh, or the orbit of uh, Kim Kardashian news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of, like, I, I don't know if she's still, like, got, like, products out or if... She's still putting out another album, or, um, or an app, or some shit like or that. An app, uh, like at this point, it's just like, you know, she's just to me, she's she's part of that other 
that Hollywood fog that of uh, of people that just fail upwards. Yeah. Um, that must be nice. Yeah, it's really you know failing. It's upwards. yeah, Jeez. yeah. That's it's 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 bizarre world to tell you the truth, but you know th- this. But this is a, a real problem, though. Uh, people just believing they can wear blackness and then take it off um, at their convenience uh, while suffering none of the consequences that come with with the perception of blackness uh, and and. And it's a real problem from the microcosmic level of just, you know, feeling like your culture is being fetishized and and turned into something kitschy to things that literally uh, make the line between life and death. Uh, For example, interactions with the police Um, this past Friday, the. The verdict came down that the murderer who shot Philando Castile um, is not guilty and is basically getting off scot-free. Um, I did read that the uh, the police department that he works with will strongly suggest that he, um, you know, leave the department and pursue opportunities. They're suggesting. They're Elsa- suggesting. Suge- like strongly suggesting, which essentially means you can't work for us. But you can go to the next precinct or the next district over and probably get hired by them. Oh, I'm real glad he gets the chance to land on his feet. Oh, my God. You know, if there's anything that we take away with this is that this poor, poor murderer uh, gets a chance to start over again. What a gem. You know, this uh, this police officer, and I say that in quotes, um, approached Philando Castile because of a broken taillight. And when he was speaking uh, with Mr. Castile, who was in the car with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's uh, daughter, a uh, very young, very young child. Four, in year, back, I four think years like old. Four years, four years old. old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the officer questioned him, asked him for his uh, license and registration. And Philandro, Philandro Castile, who was in a state where he could legally carry a concealed weapon and he had a license for for a concealed weapon who was not under obligation to say that he had a concealed weapon, still volunteered the information and told the officer, look, um, I am licensed to carry a concealed weapon and I have it on me. And the officer freaks out and gives him next to no time to react. He's, he's, He's like, don't reach for it. Meanwhile, the officer already asked him for his license and registration, he's given he's given him two contradicting contradicting commands, and the thing the thing is, when this officer approached the vehicle, he was already of the mindset that Philandro could be a possible suspect because he had a white nose. He he had a wide nose. Yeah, that was the description that I was like. And he was black. It's yeah. just it's it's just like okay, you're already going in. Uh, with uh, this this profiling going on. Meanwhile, this man presented himself in a respectable way. He didn't drive away from you. You didn't have to chase him over miles, spoke to you, answered your questions. Super, Vo- super calm. Super, super calm. calm. Volunteered information that he did not have to volunteer. And you make the assumption that he is going to pull out a gun with a child in the car and start shooting. It's like it's it's essentially irrational. And after 
It just came from Black Fear. It, it just it, of came course from Black. It came from it's Black just Black Fear. Fear. That's what it is. Absolutely, absolutely, and still held the gun on his girlfriend, who I will, I, I'll, I'll never understand her presence of mind and bravery to start Facebook a Facebook Live video of the aftermath while her boyfriend is was beside her dying, um, but she did something that the entire world noticed and heard and is now aware of you know um so i i give as as much as i my heart hurts for what she's going through i i have to also from someplace thank her uh, because she has added another another layer another step toward change because this is something that the world can never not see i don't care how many uh how many talking heads try to paint Philandro as something else or try to sweep this under the rug. It's like the video is there. We see what happened. We can hear him on the video and how freaked out that officer is and out, and out of his mind. Uh, I mean, hmm. every, like every time I think about it, I just, uh, I, I think of that poor four-year-old girl. Oh my God. Uh, and I, I couldn't, I can't watch the dash cam footage. Neither can I. Neither uh, can I. I can't watch the dash cam footage. The, even the, the shooting itself was way too much yeah. for me because I was just like, I, I don't know. It's just, it, it um, uh, it's, it's this weird, it's this pain that it's like a cut, but the cut is invisible, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, uh, the black community has that cut and has had that cut for every single time an unarmed black person is shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a cut that never heals. Mm. It just gets worse because um, time and time again, um, people of color are shown that this police system that we have it's got a it's got a di- a really harsh disease like a leprosy mm-hmm. and it keeps trying to pass that on to us mm-hmm. it keeps trying to like maybe not a leprosy but it's like it's got this it's diseased and it and it keeps it's like rabid like this police system is rabid and it's cutting us over and over it's biting us and whenever we think we get the chance to heal, it just bites us more, because I, I see that, you know, with Sean Bell, with Amadou Diallo, mm-hmm. with um, absolutely, with Sandra Bland, with and uh, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Eric Garner, mm-hmm. um, most recently with a woman called the police. She's pregnant. Mm-hmm. They shot her in her doorway. Yeah. She called them. Yeah. She called the police. Like, the news is going to spin it that um, she's she's a, tried to attack the police before. She's had a history of mental is- issues. Mm-hmm. She's tried to attack the police with a pair of scissors uh, because uh, she is uh, mentally, um, mentally disabled. Um, 
she has uh, mental issues yeah. that w- of which she requires medication. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking that uh, have had if the police officers had this information prior to going there, wouldn't they have expected this kind of thing? Can't they just I don't know use a method that doesn't require shooting a pregnant woman? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it really highlights, I just just can't, I just, I feel like, and I feel like this is, this is the reason why I'm sorry. I I interrupted. No, 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 please, please. Um, I, this is the reason why I feel like this, this, uh, this podcast slash broadcast exists, right? Yeah. We get to have this, this moment where we're just like, we're, it's almost as if we're looking at, we're looking up at this blob of our current culture Mm -hmm. and we're like trying to figure it out and then when it proves to be too harsh on us we're just like you know what can we just open a comic book and just chill out for a second and then come back next week and re-examine ourselves again absolutely i mean we it's just uh, it's important listeners to take a moment of wellness for yourself because this is overwhelming don't get me wrong it doesn't stop you're not you're not being irresponsible or sticking your head in the sand but you have to take a moment to just clear your head and and think about something else if only for a moment um to regenerate yourself right you know so once again I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And this is Robots uh, vs. Taxes. Robots vs. Taxes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm it's, fucking bummed. It's okay. It's all right. And we're on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, just just wanted to uh, let you guys know um, who you're listening to. But yeah, it, it is important to just check in with yourselves or just check out a little bit um, to make yourselves better. And, and um, keep your eyes open, people, because because uh, it's important just to see what's happening and know that we we have the power to do something about it. Absolutely. And when that day comes, and I believe that is it's more than just belief. I know it will come because people do not just take it and let themselves be brutalized and marginalized. People eventually get sick of it. And stand up and fight back, and when it does, it's a beautiful thing. It's it's the it's the thing that changes the world, you know. So, um, yeah. I also wanted to talk about Otto Warmbier, uh, and uh, the fact that he came back brain dead, pretty much, uh, from uh, North Korea. Yeah. And uh, now it's with the way our president is acting, it just feels like. Uh oh, we may uh, not make it to a full real season of uh, Robots versus Taxes <laughs> with uh, Radio Free Brooklyn because um, anyone wearing anyone not wearing 200, 200 million sunblock is going to have a real bad day. Get it? Um, no fate, but what we make for ourselves. Um, yeah, because sorry. Ah, let's it's, learn to smile again. It's like it's like Edward Furlong was in the room. <laughs> oh man, Edward Furlong is in the room. He's over there. He's in the back, like scrubbing my kitchen right now. Oh god, 
bring me a beer, Edward. No, sorry. Sorry. Pip, pip. <laughs> Edward? No, I, I, um, I loved, I loved you in The Crow. <laughs> Nobody loved him in The Crow. No. If you've never seen him in, in The Crow, don't. Don't see him in The Crow. Don't. I feel just, like we get paid like yeah. $5 every time we say The Crow. Yeah. <laughs> crow. Crow, 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 crow. Um, yeah, so, yeah, he, yeah, don't don't see it. Just don't. But um, do see the original. Yes. Um, the original Crow Fuck with Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee, man. That, that one, that was the movie that put him on the map, unfortunately. It was posthumously. Yeah. But... Um, I'm so grateful for that movie because it, it it showed the yeah. poten- the potential of him as an actor. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, Brandon Lee is also the son of legendary martial artist and screen star Bruce Lee. Um, and the the film just came out at the perfect time. It had the perfect tone. Um, it had a great soundtrack. I was a goth back in the day. You were. Uh, yeah, I wore the fucking black lipstick and the eyeliner. and uh, You did? Yeah. yeah. How do you get away with that with your mom? Um, well, my mom, what, what my mom doesn't know. <laughs> She's digging up uh, dinosaurs. <laughs> ah, Jeff Goldblum. National treasure. Anyway, uh, yeah, I was a goth back in the day. And, um, like, you know, I kind of uh, I kind of worshipped that movie. And um, it was one of the few surprising things to learn that you were a big fan of The Cure song. On <laughs> the, the, and you were a fan, basically a fan of the soundtrack to that, to that, uh, to that movie because that movie is very, like, of, like, it's very much. It's very goth. It's very like all the goth kids love that movie. You know, I I could never say that I was uh, a strict goth kid uh, yeah. in high school, but you know, but I thought it was dark. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> so I was definitely attracted to that movie. I, at one point in high school, I had a long black trench coat, um, you know, and I and I rocked the shit out of it until I fucking tore it slipping on some ice but ah, that's it, the that's the thing with trench coats it's like they're easy to tear yeah, man. i mean it's like wearing a cape yeah and, and there's a reason <laughs> if we've seen the incredibles we know why superheroes should not wear capes <laughs> because like that that kind of thing happened to me as well um the i went to a mall in long island mm-hmm. uh and i was tr- rocking a trench coat um that um my parents gave me which for some reason was a size too small but i wore it anyway <laughs> and uh it got caught in an escalator oh and, uh, shit and i definitely pulled one of those uh you know i pulled a a, a homer simpson where i kind of just like saw the escalator slowly eat my um my trench coat and saw that it started halting to a stop and i just looked around and walked out of the mall <laughs> my eyes just darted back and forth and i was like but yeah um that was the end of my trench coat days uh, uh so yeah, such a tragic <laughs> end i think uh 
Brandon Lee should be uh, like he would have been an awesome Spike Spiegel if they would have made yeah yeah if they would have made like Cowboy Bebop the movie yeah around the early two thousands and stuff. Oh my goodness, such such a good casting choice, absolutely. Pretty cool. He had he definitely had potential. uh, he definitely had an enigmatic uh, screen presence, um, and I think he would have made a name for himself outside of his father um, eventually, but it certainly didn't help to open a few doors for him. Right. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, especially when you're trying to you're trying to earn it. You know? Right. Um, one of the things that I <laughs> I really loved about that movie is how over the top some of the characters were. Um, which which one? Which I one? mean, it's like fire it up, fire, fire it up, fire it up. There was there was one part I forget the name of. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, Brandon Lee as the crow as Eric Draven. Yeah. Uh, comes into this dude's apartment uh, who goes by the name of Fun Boy, and um, <laughs> right. he, and he 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 tells the most horrible Jesus Christ joke while coming after this guy. Not the worst one I've heard. I'm sure you've heard worse, <laughs> buddy, because <laughs> you with your cha- shuttle challenger jokes and stuff like that. Hey, but, yeah, yeah. But you promised not to bring that up over the air. I promise nothing. <laughs> and anyway, he, he's, he's up close to a uh, fun boy who's in bed with a prostitute that uh, the crow would let her, would later save Darla. Uh, sorry, Darla. Yeah, <laughs> Darla. Yeah, and um, and <laughs> Fun Boy puts uh this big ass gun like right in Brandon Lee's like palm of his hand, like the 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 front of the gun in his hand, and uh, Brandon Lee looks and he's just like, it's like, what are you waiting for, Fun Boy? You got me dead bang. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was just, it was just so, I don't know. There's something about those characters. As there was another character who <laughs> Brandon Lee finds, finds him in like this. I think he's kicking everybody's ass in this room. They've got guns and shit and there's a strobe light going. And he finally corners this one guy and he's, he's he says something like, are you Zed? And the guy's like, Zed. No, it's Skank. It's Skank. Skank. Yes. Thank you. It's like, Skank. <laughs> And he turns left and right in that sort of like crackish way. And he's like, that sank over there. He's like, Skank's dead. <laughs> and Brandley's like, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> that's, that's like, man, that movie's from like a bygone era. Because let me tell you, like that shit doesn't happen nowadays where it's just like the hero is just like, yeah, and then just <laughs> kicks you out of a fucking window and lets lets the uh, lets the uh, like one of the side characters just die in a yeah. really brutal way. <laughs> um, that that actually that scene actually had one of my favorite like that movie so so great but also so cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that like when Skank flies out the window, you see this horrible green screen of Skank <laughs> falling. <laughs> It just looks like he's flapping around, and then he hits the front of a car. He hits a a police car, and then the policeman, to my memory, this is what happens after the policemen get out of the car and see this dead body on the hood of their 
their police cruiser. They say, what the crap? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, they're, um, they're the city's finest. Oh, you know? yeah, totally. Like, so they, they don't curse. Stop, they couldn't stop Eric Draymond from dying, though. <laughs> oh, shit. Was, what happened to his fucking poor girlfriend? That movie was fucking dark. It was dark. I mean, when I saw what happened to Eric Draven and his girlfriend, I was just like, shit, I'd come back from the dead, too. Yeah. That was fucking disturbing. Hell yeah, man. But Especially if, like, the cure is, like, singing, like, fucking... <laughs> just paint yourself in shadow smile. <laughs> <laughs> Whispering me away from you. It doesn't matter how you hide. Well, I really went there. <laughs> I can hear the song in my brain every day. But yeah, it's not a good day to be a bad guy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, so many good. One of my favorites is he's walking out of this pawn shop and the guy's yelling at him, and the camera zooms into Brandon Lee's face as he turns around and he goes, "Is that gasoline I smell?" Yeah. Oh. And he flicks a lit cigarette into into um into the space and it just blows the fuck up and so I was like, oh, so good, so good. But. Though you're right, the the movie definitely has its cheesy moments. I think that um, Ernie Hudson's character, Ernie Hudson, he there was something about him that sort of made light about it a little bit. There's one point where Eric Draven just disappears, you know. Yeah, he's a creature of darkness. He pulls a Batman. He, he pulls, does pull. He, he pulls Batman multiple times. Totally pulls a Batman, and um, so he disappears and he stands up. He's just like, oh shit, what? It's like, well, he's disappeared. I hate again. I hate that walking against the wind shit. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah. That's definitely a trope they decided to, you know, yeah. skip on that part, which is cool, <laughs> very cool. So, I remember like what a like um after they kill one of the the knife throwing character Tintin, right? Oh, Tintin. And then the <laughs> the main the the hard ass police chief shows up, and then he's like, he looks up at the a crow scrawled in blood mm-hmm. on a wall and he's like what the fuck is that <laughs> right and Ed, ernie hudson the cop turns around and he's just like it's blood but i'm sure you'll categorize it as graffiti <laughs> I, I think that's one of the one of the funniest moments <laughs> that movie oh the oh, crow God. right before um right before the crow kills that knife wielding uh bad guy he pulls out one of the bad guy's knives and he goes, victims, aren't we all? Yeah. I thought that was the deepest shit. I was just like, <laughs> what a cool thing to say to somebody before you like off them. It's just like, shit. It's deep. It makes you think. Yeah. You know, that just reminds me of like uh, Sam Jackson in Pulp Fiction when he's just like, when he, after he goes in the, that whole Bible passage, he's like, you know, and he's telling a guy, he's like, I never really gave thought to what that meant. I just thought it was a dope thing to say to, um, to a motherfucker before I killed his ass. You know? so, and then he got eaten by a shark. That's right. That's right. Because it's in his contract to be eaten by a shark in, in every, every movie. single movie. Every single movie. Oh, man. Should I go into that? The, the whole, like, uh, the shark story? The, you mean the movie Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, the movie. The, I think so. I think it's done. Right. Yeah. Well. Okay. <laughs> so, like, it, the reason why I feel like I bring that movie up off very, I bring that movie up so often 
so often. Well, why not? It's a great movie. It, it a is a great, great movie. Fun. It's so funny. I was walking out of a bar and they were they were actually playing that like on the on one of their TVs. Mm-hmm. Um uh but yeah, um I I saw that movie when I was very young, like when it when it came out in theaters, mm-hmm. right? But I just remember uh, seeing the trailer for it on TV and I'm just like, "Oh, cool." Mm-hmm. It's the movie I've been waiting for. Sharks plus brains equals smart sharks equals awesome, right? That's right. My little solid my, logic. Yeah, exactly. My logic, my teenage brain was was really into deep shit back then. <laughs> so, um, I remember, you know, going up to uh, uh, telling my dad that I wanted to see the movie, and he's like, "What movie are you talking about?" Uh, and I tell him the name, and I'm just like, "Well, I want to see this movie called Deep Blue Sea." So, um, I just remember my dad's expression, like going from like uh, going from like interested in like a movie choice, and that he wants to spend that like his son wants to spend time with his dad, to like what the fuck, you know? <laughs> so, and like this fucking piece of shit kid that I'm raising. So he got he just your father has the face for that expression. Yeah, he, his thing. his face just goes into like the fucking. And like beast mode real quick. <laughs> so uh, I just remember my dad getting up and just like storming out. And he was just like, and he points at me as he leaves. He's like, you, you stay where you are. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> so he goes and he goes to the kitchen. And I'm in, I'm in the, uh, I'm in my parents' bedroom. Uh, and then as I walk back to my, my room, uh, I hear my my dad yell for me from the kitchen, and I know when when they used to call me into the kitchen, I know shit was on. Mm. So uh, I went to the kitchen, I sat down, and he's just like, "Tell your mother what you told me. Tell your mother what you told me." And I'm just like, "Whoa, uh, okay, I want to see a movie." And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, tell her what it's called. And I'm like, the name of the movie is Deep Blue Sea. And his face went from anger to... He's just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, "What's, what's the problem? What's going on? And he's my mom just looks at everyone puzzled, and my dad's just like, "I thought you said I want to see a movie. It's called Deep Pussy." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You know what? You thought I was gonna fucking go see a fucking triple X movie? I I can't. And I was gonna take him to see it. I can't imagine the the the. the the utter confusion and and uh, and horror that went through your father's mind is just like my song wants to see a porno with me <laughs> in a theater. Where did I go wrong? He knows we should have VHS. <laughs> we have a VCR. It's like this is disgusting. What did I do to my child? But even more so, like what? 
I know you told me that you told me the joke before. But I what if, I loved it. But I what loved if, it. In, in my in my in my crazy the craziest part of my mind, it's like, what if he had been like really cool with it and he'd been like, yeah, sure, son, let's go. You know, not even bringing it up to your mother. He's just like, let's go. Don't tell your mother. Shh. And then you're sitting in the theater and you're you're looking up at that screen, smiling. You've got a tub of popcorn in your lap, and your father's just looking up with this confused face. <laughs> What's the matter, Dad? And he's just <laughs> leans in closer. He's just like, he's like, where's the pussy? <laughs> we came to see some deep pussy. All I see are uh, uh, smart fish. I came for holes. I came for <laughs> holes. And all I get is sharks doing their SATs. <laughs> It's like you could look up at him with his confusion. It's like, oh, don't get me wrong, Pabellito. I don't mind if the pussy is intelligent. But I thought there was going to be pussy. Blue pussy. <laughs> Blue pussy. It's like, but, Dad. None, none of what you said makes sense, Dad. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> I pay for the ticket. Chero. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, the crow was the shit. And, crow was uh, the shit. So it was Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. So was Deep Blue Sea. Uh, what other LL Cool J? I forgot he was in that movie oh, too. Yeah. He he did a song on that soundtrack as did well. Did he really? So, yeah. So. Was it called? <laughs> was it called? This this shark did the beat on this song. Oh god! <laughs> it was something like that. All I know It'd is be that great to see like a shark like. Waving his fin in the air like he just doesn't okay, care. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. Very good. That would be dope though. It's like yeah. my producer. Shocky. That was terrible. Thank you for laughing. But uh but the song Shocky. But the song though actually has um Shocky Smooth. It actually it actually has shark references in it. Really? Like it does. It's something about like his flow being like a shark's fin or some shit like that. It's like and he was going in on the song too. So he he did he he wrote it and he was just I'm gonna perform the shit out of it. And that's why he's one of the greatest, because he does that shit and he doesn't hold back. So, <laughs> yeah. I wish Yellow Cool J would just make an album of just shark. It's like <laughs> <laughs> the shark album. The shark <laughs> album. I'd buy the shit out of that. This is shark related songs. <laughs> you know, Mama said, "Bite your arm oh, off." Oh <laughs> God. Oh my God. <laughs> Chewing it and chewing it and chewing it well. <laughs> the Shark Album. Oh my God, LL, if you're listening, and we know you are, <laughs> you know, give us a shout out on the album. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, that's that seems like a good place to cap it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hold that against us. All right. Hey, feel free to check us out on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter at robots versus taxes. Um, and uh, yeah, be sure to like uh, check out uh, the, the newest episode of uh, democracy now coming up like right after our show. Uh, we love you guys. Yeah. Super classy show. Um, we don't know. We're still puzzled as to why it's following our goofball <laughs> show, uh, <laughs> but they should feel honored. Um <laughs> And be sure to check out uh, uh, Loca Vibes Thursdays at 10 p.m. 
and Dr. Lisa gives a shit also on Thursdays at 2 p.m. And that about wraps it up. All right. I'm Ernesto Mancipo. I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And this has been Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. And you guys have yourself a nice day. <laughs> Later, guys. Song of the week. <laughs> <laughs>